going through and there was one that caught my eye and there I had this vision and I don't know why I had this vision <laughs> and if it comes true I'm a I can tell the future but I doubt it will come true but I thought Hello and welcome to FPL Mavericks, your one-stop shop for everything FPL. Let us bring out your inner maverick and we'll find you those FPL gems. Join us each week for the highs and the lows of FPL points, hauls and flops. Cameron Budney, welcome to the hot seat. Hello, man. <laughs> <laughs> Did I get that right? <laughs> I guess so. That was um, a, a Benny Brookfield special, that was. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. We're uh, in the middle of, a, of an apartment move. Um, for the listeners here, Cam is actually my current soon-to-be ex-housemate who uh, turns out to be a bit of a whiz in the fantasy football worlds. Where did you uh, finish last year, big man? Uh, only about 30k, I think. 30k? Yeah. Okay, seems to get better every time. Yeah, I'm, a bit, I'm, I'm slacking a bit this year. Uh, only... 80,309 in the world, so slacking a bit. I've got a bit of work to do. Got a bit of work to do. So I thought this would be a good good guest this week to talk us through the inner workings of of your fantasy football mind and then also to give us a couple of Mavericks pick or two this week. So um, again, thanks for listening, guys. Really appreciate the sport, uh, the sport, the support. Um, we'll go over last week's results from Mike the Knight. I do appreciate the sport. <laughs> <laughs> the sport. Uh, we'll go over last week's results with Mike the Knight. Um, and then we'll, we'll jump straight into the Mavericks. So last week, um, Mike picked Corne seven points. He looked good. He looked very sharp. Yeah. Really decent. Who were they pick. playing against? They were. Burnley versus Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, yes. Some rip-roaring results, actually. It was a great finish as well. It was left foot, wasn't it? Back yeah. post. Back post. Yeah. Um, I was he... looking at bringing him in this week, yeah. so I kind of missed out there. Yeah, the bandwagon. I had to get Cancelo in, so which didn't work out too poorly. So Bowen two points, so that made Mike the Knight nine points, and then <clears throat> my pick of Wilson who, to be honest, absolutely fucked me um, with one point. And you could have captained him, though, man. I, near, I know. And I, to the listeners out there, I actually that didn't check up on the Twitter feed. I actually bottled it last minute, which you did predict. Which I was predicting all week. He had Wilson on, on his captain all week. And I was like, there is absolutely no way you are going to be captaining Wilson this week. And shock when the uh, deadline hit. Cancelo captain, which actually worked out pretty well for you, didn't it, Benny? Yeah, so uh, Cancelo captain last minute and ended up sh- saving my bush- bushes and keeping me <laughs> in in uh, fantasy football mediocrity and at about 567,000th in the world. So we'll just call that half a million somewhere in the doldrums. Um, so that makes it 2-0 to the guests. Ross winning the first week um, with a, a Gallagher Hall and uh, Corney coming up with a good for Mike Knight this week. So I'm, I'm really behind here. There's no pressure. 
For you this week? <laughs> no, mate, I'm very confident. Very confident. Yeah, very confident. I wasn't sure. I, I, I didn't realise this was... I was counting towards the guest score, though. So I've just gone for really random ones, which I don't... Well, one of them is really random. And I feel like I'm going to let the guests down here. <laughs> well, we like that, mate. Because it, it's <laughs> it gives a, you a chance. <laughs> hey, it gives me a chance. It's a, a, a boom or bust scenario. Uh, Twitter league is absolutely flying. Um, I think I'm in fourths and thirds in in other leagues, and I'm a 26 in our league at the moment. Peter Stein fourth, 850. Cy Kaplan hot on his tail, and then some big mentions to uh, and nearly you mate, but these guys outscored you. Uh, Damiano Lenegro and Andy Contos with a 90 pointer, and we'll give you an honourable mention of 84 points. Yeah, you snake. Well, I had a four-point hit, so we can't uh, we can't praise it too much. No, uh, and yeah, so going into this week for for um, any listeners that haven't or have just for, first joined to listen, um, we're going to be picking some Mavericks, and uh, our definition of a Maverick is a under ten percent differential pick that's going to be going into your teams and either shooting you up the mini leagues. Or could be a bit of an anchor, depending on how it goes. But I am very much of the belief that you're going to need a couple of Mavericks throughout the season to win it. Don't, don't want any don't want any template Tommy's knocking around. What's the point? What's the, what's the point of playing in my in my opinion? You brought the wrong guest on. <laughs> Maybe he is a template Tommy, but anyway. Um, okay, we'll we'll jump straight into this week. Um, with some really interesting fixtures. Obviously, just to set the scene, um, I won't go over it too long, but Man United got got hammering from Watford. City cleaned the floor with Everton. Chelsea are looking unbelievable. The car could yet to, to really take hold of the league, as we thought it all would. And then Liverpool, again, I thought Arsenal would put up a game. Did you? No. You, no, you, it was always going to be Arsenal have had an easy run of fixtures. It's I, I thought it would build confidence within the team, but the problem is as soon as you come up against your Liverpools, your Chelsea's, your Man City's, all these teams who are building a bit of confidence, they're going to come uh, come a bit unstuck. So um, and Arsenal, they just need to Arteta's doing doing a good job getting them beating the teams they should beat. But there's a big gap still. They need a, they need more of a solid core through the team, mm. um, and too many of their players go missing. Um, and Liverpool just unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's a good synopsis. To be fair, um, probably should give the listeners a bit more of a uh, an overview of Cam Budney's football and fantasy pedigree philosophy. Um, a bit a bit of a weird one. Weird one, would you agree? How, how would you how would you describe my fantasy football play? I would say you very you you time your picks very well. You seem to jump on the right ones at the right time, which I think is the most important thing in this game. But I would say you're pretty straight. You're an eighty. You don't like to take too many risks. Well, I used to take too many risks, and it never actually worked out too well for me. So. It's it's balancing whether you actually want to get a lot of points or whether you want to have fun picking people. But I enjoy winning more than I do <laughs> picking 
picking a random player, picking a like Chris Wood uh, for a run of games, like yeah, just as a maverick. I much prefer getting a big haul from your Trents, your Salas, yeah, yeah. Um, so you're, you're finishing above everyone at the end of the year. So, so that's your philosophy. So you're you're <laughs> you're, more, you're more of a I'm happy to to win at all costs than in yeah yeah. Especially when, when you taste a bit of success, Benny. I'm yeah. sure you uh, don't know what that feels like mm. when it comes to fantasy. But um, when you taste a bit of success, it, you want to keep the keep the ball rolling. So putting like historically, I would have Dini as captain, and it worked out pretty well. But then I'd have Dini is captain other weeks and wouldn't work so well when he gets one point. Well, <laughs> I do just want to stop you there, mate. I did come 63rd, 63,000th in the World a couple of seasons oh, ago. Okay. So that's my claim to fame. Yeah. So that's that's, that's what I'm ancient trying. history, Benny. Yeah, it, it is in fantasy world. But... You passed it. <laughs> <laughs> True, passed it. <laughs> Who would I be then in the fa- in the football world at the moment? Um, be Man then. United. Oh, no, early no, no, actually, I wouldn't put you that high. Not a manager. Um, and not a team manager. <laughs> oh, manager? Yeah. Ooh, uh, Jose. Yes, was once good, but yeah, I'll take Jose. Yeah. All right. Well, Jose had a bit of consistent success, didn't he? It wasn't a one-hit wonder. <laughs> what can we go with? Um, who had one? Claudio Ranieri. Yeah, I'll take that. There we go. He's had one good season and he's... You're a, you're a good guy as well. You, uh, <laughs> the Tinker Man as well. You like Tinker? All right, that's it. How many transfers this season? <laughs> oh, I don't even know to be honest. I actually looked it up the other day. I think you've done twenty. Ever I've done twelve. Oh, there you go. So. There you go. So who would you be then if you were a, a manager right now in the well, recent years? Game? More success, I'd say probably. Oh, it's a tough one. I wouldn't know. We'll come back to that. Yeah, we'll come back to that. Let me have a think about that and we will come back to that. Okay. So, yeah, Maverick Picks under 10% owned. Um, Cammy, let's get you in early doors. Right. So, go for the Mavs first. The first First Mavs. Mavs, Just the first Mav. First Mav. Uh, It's not too Maverick, but it's probably Maverick for a lot of people because they've got another player from this team and it'll be Bakayo Saka. Yeah. Uh, so the reason I've chosen him, they're playing Newcastle. I believe it's at home. I think I saw it was at home. Don't think it matters. Newcastle are absolutely shocking at the back. They've got two donkeys who shouldn't be in the league. Kieran, Kieran Clark and Lascelles, not Premier League defenders. Yeah. Um, they've got Matt Ritchie playing left wing back. Um, they've got the other, th- the third centre back is a free kick and penalty specialist who's not that great at defending. So I think Saka is going to find a lot of space in the channels. Jacob Murphy, their right wing back, he's very attacking focused. So um, Saka, Saka and I think Aubameyang when he floats out to the wing as well and Smith Rowe, they're going to be finding a lot of space in the pockets in behind the wing backs. And I think Saka's... Um, Saka's technically very gifted, so he's going to be able to pick out those balls, find Lacazette in the box, um, lay it back off to Smith Rowe, who's going to be getting into the box late. So I think he is going to have a good week. It's a bit of a maverick because he's a bit more expensive than Smith Rowe. I think it's pretty close now, but mm. I think, yeah. I think uh, Smith Rowe's uh, 24% selected and 59 Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Saka's only like three percent, I think. 
I think he saw. I can have a quick look. Um, but I generally think that's, I think he's a really top, top player. Um, you, you're totally right. He's the, the bright spark in any Arsenal performance. If it's a, a good game, he's very consistent. Very consistent, um, very composed on mm. the ball, um, especially for such a young player. Um, except when he took that bloody penalty for England, but we uh, yeah, we'll forgive <laughs> we've forgotten for that. that already. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's 6.3, so there's 6.3. four in it. Snuck it in. 9.3% owned, and he's total points of 42. So I think you're right. I think he a lot of fantasy football is when you're going to make these punts or, or maverick picks, if you like, is just finding that curve of when a player has been showing consistency and is now going to convert that into fantasy points. So I'd have to agree with you, looking at the way that Newcastle's defence is so porous and Saka being the person that is driving at players, especially in the box and down the byline, surely I can can imagine him cutting the ball back to a Lacazette who's just going to finish. Yeah, I'm not sure whether he's playing on the right or the left at the moment. He's kind of mixing it up, isn't he? Um, they're playing the two centre forwards. Well, they're playing Lacazette and Aubameyang further forward. And I think uh, Aubameyang's floating out to the wings a bit more than Lacazette, possibly, I think. And Saka's uh, kind of floating to the other wing. And then we've got Smith-Rowe. Yeah, we've got Smith-Rowe. Yeah, so it says 4-4-1-1, but I think it's more of a... 4-3-3 with Smith Rowe as like the attacking midfielder and Aubameyang and uh, Saka floating out wide. So I think he'll be quite quite far forward um, a lot of the game. And I just think Newcastle are going to be caught out so much with Richie and I think you'll find Richie and Jacob Murphy play quite high. They're very attacking minded. So um, good players, but not defensively. And I can't, I'd look at that back three for Newcastle and I, you can see why they, they've been letting in so many goals this season. Yeah, mate. I think um, the only question I'd have with Arsenal is do we look at them as a, um, a one-off poor performance against a really solid title winning team potentially or is this just Arsenal being Arsenal they've had their hot form they've won the three or four games everyone's got comfortable with it because it happens in football teams and this is their little blip again is there a worry there if I were Mikel Arteta Mikel Arteta if I was Mikel Arteta I would say to my team don't worry about that result those, I, I know this isn't how he's going to approach this, but when you come up against your Chelsea's, your Man City's, your Liverpool's, yeah, you're going to struggle. They're, I mean, Man City and Chelsea, their strength and depth is ridiculous. But Liverpool's first team and how they play, it's uh, you can't see other than a few freak results this season. You can't see these other teams challenging. So I think it's brush that one under the carpet and move on to the next game. And I think they'll bounce back. They've built up a lot of confidence in the team. I think you see that as a one-off against a very strong team who've dominated uh, English, apart from last season, obviously, with the injuries. But yeah, for the last three years, they've been immense. So Cool. Thanks. Go no, that's all right. Don't you? <laughs> I think that's a, a good shout, mate, and a very strong Maverick pick to, to get started. 
Um, I'm going to probably take us uh, down the, the beaten track. Um, this guy has been putting fantasy teams far and wide probably over the years that he's played. Um, and he's one of the most frustrating players I think you'd ever want to watch. Would you agree? Well, I don't know who it is. You don't know who it is? No. Although you can see it on the screen. Yeah. Um, it's the <laughs> I was one... playing along, Benny. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one, it's the only Christian Bentecas. <laughs> Bentecatron. <laughs> Bentecatron for some. Um, I think his contract's running down, mate, by all accounts. Um, so he started to hit some form. Last week, he scored and should have had another. Um, Gallagher is creating... Oh, Gallagher's just... He's just such a creative force in there and he's just absolutely mustered on the ball. So the amount of space and the amount of uh, chances he's creating for um, for Benteke and like Edouard and Ayu when they're playing, um, it's Zaha stretches the game yeah. and he draws a lot of attention. But Gallagher's just pulling the strings in there. He looks class. He drops deep. He plays up top like his little cross turn with his weak, weak foot. On the weekend was brilliant. Mm. So um, that's who I'm just, I just love Gallagher. He's, he's in my team at the moment. I think he's in a lot of people's teams. Yeah. But yeah, just, just from <laughs> you saying Benteke, <laughs> it's, it's, like a, it's like a Gallagher assist pick, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think he's basically going to be the one that's putting him in the back of the net for, for all these chances that he's getting created. I think you could happily um, double up at one point on them two boys if this continues, but maybe not this this run of fixtures because um, they don't look that great, but they're strong enough that I feel that Crystal Palace um, are going to do well. You know, Aston Villa at home. I think Crystal Palace at home in general, Selhurst Park is just... Oh, mate, Selhurst Park is one of the best grounds I've been to in terms of atmosphere. Oh, you've been, have you? Yeah, been. yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have a, they have a section with... Drummers and stuff. It sounds it sounds a bit artificial, but yeah, they get the atmosphere going. It's like a party before they, they have like um like Ibiza music. Oh, yeah. Uh when you just before the game. So it's like a bit of a bit of a rave in there. And then they've just got this stand which is just loud all the way through. So it's um great atmosphere. great atmosphere there, yeah. And I think that's definitely lifted all the results for home teams this year. Like I think ever since COVID and the fans coming back, we can really see now that the upsets that are happening are happening at home. There's a few outliers there. Um, but I think Benteke, next couple of weeks, is 2.1% owned, 42 points total, um, which isn't great, but he's going to build on that. Last week, he, he scored 13 points. Um, looking at the data and, and his seasons to date, obviously he's had some competition from Edouard, but that seems to have been bringing in the best out of him. Um, his shot per 90 is almost three a game um, and his XG per game is 0.42. So for me, that kind of says there's going to be a few more goals against the teams in Aston Villa and unfortunately Leeds. Um, <laughs> Aston Villa is one of his old clubs as well. And I feel like he's just a shit house in that sense. Like he just loves to turn up against his Ex clubs, like I, I haven't got the data. Yeah, I swear. <laughs> to, to, to back that. I can't up. remember. Yeah, he's been on the periphery for a long time. Benteke. Yeah, very frustrating. Gets in good areas, supports his team well, but in terms of scoring goals, he's uh, been struggling for a few years. 
But that when he was at Villa, he was unbelievable. He was unstoppable. Mm. So maybe he's picking finding that form. He's got a bit of confidence. They're committing more people forward. It's creating a space for for him and um just allowing him to link up the play and get on the end of um some lovely assists from your Zahas and your Gallagher's. Can you see Christian Bentecatron ever gracing your team this season? It's crossed my mind. Uh, I'm thinking that Antonio might be on a downward curve. Yeah. Maybe not spiral, but downward curve. Um, And I was thinking about downgrading him and there's not too many options up top. So Benteke is a cheap option. I think it's a good shout. Um, But I think I'm going to stick with Antonio for a while. And then I've got Jimenez and a premium striker. So... So it's hard to it's hard to fit him in because there's a few players who'd want to be playing up top, and there's more midfielders who midfielders and defenders who are get, picking up more points. Well, funnily enough, how much does he how much does he cost? He, he's only six point three. Yes, and guess who at thirty point five percent is just above him. Thirty point five percent, and he's got one more point in the scoring. Who do you reckon? Antonio? No. No. Wait, he's got far more. Um, I'll give you one more guess. Okay. Um, Overall points. No, no clue. Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Who would have thought that? Cristiano Ronaldo, 43 points, 30% owned. Tony's just above him with two points. Another player who's just above Ronaldo is Puki. And then you've also got King, Jesus, Jimenez, uh, Dennis. Jimenez. Jimenez, Jimenez, (laughs) St. Maximum, Vardy and Antonio is the highest scoring um, fantasy forward at 63. So it's crazy to think one, two, three, four. None of them look that enticing, to be honest. Like Jesus, Jesus looked a bit enticing, but then he's just been dropped for Cole Palmer. Um, Pookie, like, I mean, he's playing for Norwich, so you take take that with a pinch of salt. Uh, and then, like, your premium forwards, you're paying a lot for them. I've got Kane at the moment; he's blanked consistently, but he's got such a good run of games. So mm. it's it's difficult with the forwards. I think this year, I think all the value is in defenders, wing backs, and then uh, a few cheaper mids who are, are playing a bit out of position. Well, if you look at some of the, the players down in the doldrums at the moment, you've got Kane, the biggest name that's low. Then you've got Lukaku just above him, Edouard just above that, and then Wilson and Watkins, who have done well in seasons gone by, just above him. So Wilson's going to start kicking on. hope so. He just scores goals for fun. He's an impressive player. I think he's the key for, well, I mean, Sam, St. Maximum's a joke, isn't he? But Wilson is the key. If he if he starts scoring freely, then Newcastle have got a great chance of staying up and pushing on. Being, see it goes on. Be interesting to see how their transfer they need to get goes. A, they need to get a centre-back, though. I'll just look at that back three and it's just shocking. So, mate, um, okay, that's mine. Christian Benteke, like it or loathe it. Your second pick. It's a good shout. Okay, so this is very rogue. Uh, I was going through the list of uh, list of midfielders by percentage, um, 
percentage owned and I was just going through and there was one that caught my eye and there I had this vision and I don't know why I had this vision <laughs> and if it comes true I'm a I can tell the future but I doubt it will come true but I thought I thought I'd go for Jorginho wowzers <laughs> I was not expecting that which I would never recommend anyone putting in their team. Love it. That is ultimate maverick material. So when I was talking to Benny after I picked these, uh, so he didn't know who I picked, but he was like, would you put them in your team? And I was like, um, what, was that a prerequisite for this? <laughs> <laughs> because I would never put this player in my team. I just thought, I thought this was a one-week hit and I've... I just had this feeling that what's going to happen is Reese James is going to ghost in at the far post. Luke Shaw is going to be so flat-footed and he's just going to bundle straight into Reese James. And then Jorginho is going to do a shithouse hop, skip, jump penalty. <laughs> uh, they're going to keep a clean sheet. He's going to get a point from that. He's going to score a penalty and he's going to get a shithouse assist. Uh, slotting it through to uh, giving it to like somebody like ZH and he's yeah. going to take on everyone and and score similar to our old friend Charlie Townsend with his Allen assist <laughs> earlier in the season <laughs> uh, which he's uh, still still living off uh, <laughs> absolutely lives off that Allen yeah. assist um, okay well I like that Jorginho's on penalties so he's obviously got that potential um, to, to to score but also I think <laughs> I actually, I'm trying to side with this pick because you can't. No, but <laughs> it's he, he does. Day. He does play the odd raking ball in to a Werner or to Isaiah or to a James, and Chelsea could easily catch Man United on the break. And who's going to play them balls through? There's no Kante. He's injured. It's going to be Kovacic and um, Jorginho. Yeah, yeah. So, Probably Kovacic. <laughs> well, unless he goes with uh, someone a bit more physical, like a Loftus Cheek. I appreciate you trying to justify this, <laughs> but I, I don't. But my only justification is this vision I had. So <laughs> I suppose the only other thing is, yeah, it takes up that third. And De Gea score. saved two penalties. One obviously disallowed penalty. Anyway, he saved two penalties at the weekend. So I, I don't think he's going to save the next one. <laughs> I think you've just come on, come on to to give me a chance. In this table. <laughs> no, mate. Watch watch Jorginho shit house everyone. Okay. So 100% happening, and I just can't wait to see your face. It's a shame I'm not going to be living with you next week. <laughs> I'd love to see your face after Jorginho slots it bottom left hand corner. De Gea has gone gone to his to his own left. <laughs> Maybe you should stick a tenner on that as well, mate. Oh God, I don't think I can afford that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll put a tenner. We'll put a tenner on that, Jorginho. What Jorginho is going to score at the weekend? Yeah. Okay. First goal. We'll put, we'll put ten bucks on that. Okay. Push the boat out a bit. Not first goal. Just any time. Just any time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll see what the odds are. Yeah. Um, so current price five point eight. He's four point four percent selected. So <laughs> for a reason. I mean, I, yeah. Game point. Game game weight twelve three points, and his total points are, are thirty six. So very interesting, mate. But you're doing well, so I can't argue. You've got to stick your neck out, mate, haven't you? When you come on these pods. Yeah, when you come on these pods, not when I'm selecting my team. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm actually... Uh, what have you gone for, Benny? Yeah, moving on to my second Maverick pick of the week. I'm actually quite confident that my boys are going to outscore yours. I mean, this is hypothetical because 
as we've seen with Ben, ben Chilwell this morning. Um, he's gone down injured and looks like he could be out for a couple of weeks. So um, hopefully my boy Gundogan, Gundogan, uh, is Gundogan. Gundogan. <laughs> Gundogan. Gundogi. Gundogi doggy. Um, 2.8% owned. I think when Kevin Doyne, De Bru- Kevin De Bruyne, Kevin De Bruyne, <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne, dinosaur. <laughs> when Kevin the dinosaur doesn't play, um, he seems to take up the onus for Man City. Um, he's only 7.2. And if you remember last year when Kevin De Bruyne was out, Gun Dogan, um, or Gundogan. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going? Right, go on, go on. I just want to hear a different one every time. <laughs> Gundogan. I'm going to say Gundogan. When Gundogan um, plays, you know, he's he's taking up the onus. Shots per ninety, two point three six. So he's getting in the box. Um, he's actually got an xG per ninety of zero point four, which I'm astounded by. He hasn't even played that many minutes. So Mate, he's always getting in the box, though. Yeah, he he, he really gets. I mean, City play so far up the pitch. They need those runners into the box, and Gundogan's so good at it. so good at it. So, um, I think I think that's a great shout. Not sure how Maverick it is. Why not? Oh, just because he's two point eight plays for City, and but he, this is he's this. always getting on the end of things. Isn't it, well, is it, it, has he? What's his game time been like? Has he played every game? No. Is he not? Okay. He's played less minutes. Okay. So. If we're playing playing Pep Roulette, then... Well, this is what I'm doing. So this week, this year, he's played 687. What does that mean? Well, <laughs> Cheers for giving us the minutes. If you actually look how at much, how much, like, some of the starters, yeah. That's just... that's a desk, Benny. I know, it's stuck. <laughs> Why has it gone on Templar Webster? Get off. So how much? how many games has he started recently? So, for example, Bernardo, Bernardo Silva this season has, has 945 minutes, yeah. which is up there as one of the best. Cancelo. Cancelo has 1,073 minutes. He's due a rest, isn't he? He is really due a rest, which scares me. Yeah. Uh, Diaz, 914, who's just had a rest. Yeah. And and then, obviously, so he, he's, he's actually I not played many games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Phil Ferdin, 6'6", six, six, and then um, De Bruyne, 4'5", So... Yeah, I'll let you off. I'll let you off. Thanks, mate. Um, he's on set pieces often as well, if you've noticed. Um, he does take the odd corner and he does take penalties when Mares doesn't play. Not as much as Jorginho. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm throwing in a little bit of a. a I hope set they piece. get a penalty and Cole Palmer scores it. That'd be class. That'd be full on shit out. Like, so. takes it out of Gundogan's hands. Yeah, mate. And I think. One you would of, be fuming, wouldn't you? Well, I'm gonna because I play the game a bit differently. I like I absolutely love picking these and they're coming off. Yeah. Um, and I know that I'm not gonna win the league most of the time, but I do want to beat you this year after you made yeah. that bet. But I'm still gonna pick it. So he's coming in for Havertz. He's coming in for Havertz. Okay. Yeah. So you're going without Reese James this week. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> just because I just I just I've got a funny feeling about the Man United that are gonna play this week. I think they are shit. Yeah. But I think they're going to have that that win. They're going to have that new manager bounce. And I think Alonso, if he plays at the back, and even Hudson Adoy, um, yeah, I think he, out injured, yeah. Isn't he? So I think he'll unbalance the back line, which will stop a clean sheet. The only thing I would say is if Azpilicueta 
I can't, it's, how do you say his name? As Pilaqueta. thank you. <laughs> Very well pronounced. Yeah, uh, as as a as a local <laughs> <laughs> This is brilliant. As, Bloody brilliant. As as Pilcoeta. <laughs> See, um, if he plays left, then this yeah would throw my theory out. But so I'm going to go without Reese James, which seems crazy. I'm going to bring him in for Chilwell, unless Chilwell is back. And I'm just didn't tri- look good, did it? They didn't look good. Midweek, which is why you save your transfers, Benny, which you've done this week. Yeah. Have you? Um, uh, Have you already made your transfers? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you every week. Uh, wait, we still got some games to come. I know. I know. What happens if Sonny gets injured in this conference? No, he's Donkey not, he's, he's <laughs> not going to play, is he? Surely no, not. I, I, haven't, I haven't made any transfers yet, but I've already made in my head that Gundogan's coming in. The dog. The doggy. The big dog. The gun dog. Cool, mate. Well, that's that's going over the Mavericks. Obviously, we'll uh, see how you fared last week, and I'll bring on somebody to really rip you into you for Jorginho. <laughs> oh, mate, I can't <laughs> wait for him to get all three bonus points. Um, Great pass percentage. That all goes into the bonus points, mate. Yeah. You're, uh, you're a very big advocate of the old hunting for bonus points, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. What's your favourite outcome when somebody gets... A bonus point. Oh, you, you love to see it. So for those who don't know, the bonus points, I'm sure everyone does know if you're listening to a podcast about uh, fancy football. Not everyone, mate. No, but um, uh, the bonus points, there's an algorithm for it. So any offside, so if a player is offside, if a player is uh, messes up a pass, messes up their pass percentage, that all goes into the bonus points they get, the amount of bonus points they get. And whoever gets the most bonus points is... Obviously gets a three, two, one. So what I love seeing is Benny has Chilwell and not James. So in the in the last game, Chilwell could have scored. He he's could have scored one. He hit the crossbar, didn't he? Probably mm. could have scored more. Should have got two assists. Uh, but for one of the assists, he was offside. So him being offside took him out of the bonus points <laughs> <laughs> and dropped him below James. You love to see it. And did you see James's assist as well? He just passed it to passed it inside to Kante, who just ran on and what a player. He's he t- injured as well, though. Shame. Who Kante? Yeah. I don't know. Um he was going to be in my team other than Jorginho, but mm. Jorginho's on pens. Yeah, pens yeah. You know? <laughs> that's, the, that's the difference. <laughs> right, I, I'm loving this Jorginho pick. Um okay, so I did want to ask you a, a, an out there question. Um, that is going to bring some criticism from outside listeners um, before we move on to the bargain bucket and the Mavcap. And that is, who is England's best right back and why? Oh, that isn't a tough one. (laughs) Rhys James is England's best right back. Um, Oh, okay. He is... He is... Better defense. So, him so who else is the contender? So there's Trent. You have got Carl Walker. You have um, obviously Livermento's up. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Livermento's not in there yet, but he will be in a few years. Is he English? Yeah, it's it. Valentino Livermento. Ah. He's from uh, London. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was Italian. I, I, I don't, he's, no, he's Portuguese. <laughs> that, his name, he's not from Portuguese descent. His <laughs> name sounds Italian and he's uh, from like Streatham or somewhere in London. Okay, but Croydon. go on. Carry on, back to the original uh, so, question. So you've got Carl Walker, 
Reese James, Trent, you got Trippier as well. I think Carl Walker defensively is unbelievable. Uh, but he just makes up for everything with his power and his pace. But I think you've got to look at Trent and how England are hoping to play. You've got to look at Trent and Reese James. Mm. And Reese James, Trent is probably a bit better than uh, Reese James, uh, James uh, offensively, like going forward. Uh, I mean, that's undeniable. Trent is just unbelievable. Um, but Reese James is just, just behind him. His delivery and his, his, he's just so, so clever. He's such a clever player. He's strong as well, which kind of leads me on to how much better Reese James is defensively. defensively. Yeah. Um, if anyone who watched the Champions League final last year, it was, he was probably the best player on the pitch. He just couldn't, I think it was Sterling. I think he just kept under wraps the whole game. Mm. Um, and he's just miles better than Trent going for uh, defensively. defensively, yeah. So because Trent is just he's just he has lapses in con- concentration, mm-hmm. doesn't he? He lets himself down a bit. He just turns switches off. I mean, he's made some great defensive plays in his time, but um, but he's just Rhys James is just such a clever footballer. And I think mm-hmm. for somebody who played striker in the in the youth setup at Chelsea, he's defensively so sound. What do you think? I probably agree with you. I think pound for pound, Reese James is the ultimate fullback at the moment. The only question mark for me is, A, what do you want your team to look like as a whole? Like, does he fit over plays, We play three at the back from... Mm, so he'd fit. And yeah. then the other thing is his consistency. Carl Walker playing that right centre-back. And then you play, play Reese James. You can play either of them, like. But he he actually plays wing back for Chelsea, so mm. he knows the role. Consistency. If he plays another three, two to three seasons at this level, or even just this season to this level, then he starts for England. Yeah, for sure. Interesting. Okay, mate. We'll we'll move on to the. I would say the most difficult, difficult um, part of the. Um, podcast. podcast. Uh, each week, I I bottled the. I've I've tried to pass this off to the last two people in Mike and Ross, and they both uh, wanted to go with the Mav Cap, which is fair enough. But you're taking on the bargain bucket, mate. Benny's bargain bucket. So yeah. this is an uh, uh, an even lower percentage pick that's normally under five million ish. Yeah, give or take. So who have you got? So I've gone for eight Nuri. I think you pronounce it. Eight Nuri. Eight Nuri. I don't know his first name. Uh, so that's Wolves left back at four point three mil. I think. Yeah. Have you got the? I, I don't know what the percentage is. I think it's pretty low. I think it's about one percent. So it fits the bill. Fits the bill. It's uh, Ryan. Ryan. Ryan Aitnori. He's French, isn't he? Yeah. Ryan. Ryan Aitnori. Oh, there yeah. you go. How about that? Yeah, nailed it. Thanks. Uh, so, was watching the game against West Ham and uh, the amount of times the ball went to Aitnori, it seemed like everything was going through him. There was a bit of a problem with that. Uh, he was very wasteful um, and he... Like he was like every time he was crossing the ball, it would go. You wouldn't know where it'd end up. Like he was on corners, uh, corners were going all over the shop. 
uh, commentators were getting getting into him a bit. Um, but he didn't give a fuck, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> he gave, he kept giving it a go, uh, whipping in balls here, there, and like literally everywhere. So um, he just, he, he never seemed phased by the fact that he wasn't delivering, and mm. he just kept going. And I think that will pay dividends. I mean, he's 4.3 mil for a Wolves team uh, who've looked so solid defensively. I don't think they've let in a goal for a while. They've In the last five games, I don't think they've let in many goals at all. No. Um, so he's he looks confident. Uh, and the main part of that is, and I mean, I haven't got Eitner in the team and I don't think I'm going to be getting him in because my defence is looking pretty solid with premiums. Mm. But he has a certain Raul Jimenez in the box. And True. anyone True. who is... It doesn't really matter how shit you are at crossing. Traore? Traore? He's not really playing. No, but he can't... He was trying to cross. <laughs> he was trying to cross. No, Traore is decent at crossing. Traore is no, decent just at shooting. crossing. Yeah, it's, it's just, just shooting, shooting he's shocking at. He was very good at getting to the byline and then, uh, like, chip... Uh, chip, chip crossing. Like, up. clipping the ball into... Jimenez but I think when you've got a player I've got Jimenez in my team but when you've got a player of Jimenez's quality if you've got a wide player and I think that like he's playing so far forward ain't Nuri mm. and um, he does look like a good player I just say in other games I've seen him I think there was a game last season where he got two assists um, so he, he does have it in his locker I think he just was having a bad week last week I think against Norwich, he's going to get even more time on the ball. Um, especially Max Ahrens is quite an offensive player mm. as well, playing right back. So he's going to be, space. you're going to be finding a lot of space, especially playing as a wing back. So, um, which I think they play as, they play wing yeah. backs, don't they? Mm-hmm. They switch in between, but normally. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and I think he's pretty nailed. He's played like the last five games, uh, He's uh, and you don't change a winning a, win, a winning team. No. So even though he was a bit wasteful, he was on corners half the time. He was on like he was just getting the ball a lot. So I, th- I think it's an absolute bargain at four point three mil. Um, I don't think you'll find anyone better. I mean, you'll have Tino, our good friend Tino Livramento, that lad, my boy. Um, but other than that, I think Aitner is your best shout. Feast under four point five. Juicy chicken leg from Cammy in the bargain bucket. Oh. I like it. I like it. God, KFC is good, isn't it? It is good, especially on a hangover. <laughs> um, I really like it, mate. I think he's solid. I think you're right. He's a bit wasteful, but you stick with him. For that amount of money, He's gonna. they're in a good run. Um, they've got Norwich next. Um, <clears throat> Burnley at home. Why not sling him in your team? I think he was... I've seen him play in other games and... He was he's talented. Less, he's talented. He was less yeah. wasteful. I think sometimes you just, especially crossing, it can look awful, but it's, it's not always your fault. Like no. you may be told to cross it into a certain area, and, and no one's there. The runner never gets there because they've been blocked off. So um, if he keeps pumping in those balls, I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, Jimenez is going to get on the end of them. He's he's just looks a class above the rest in that Wolves team. Cool, mate. Mr. Raul, I like it. Um, I've got Mav Cat this week and I think we've got to evolve this pick a little bit because I want this pick to be a different pick to the mainstream. So in theory, 
it's anybody but Salah at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is such. <laughs> I think to find oh, to really, find someone. You're really force feeding me a mad cap here, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> and um, I d- I do agree. It's not under ten percent, so it <laughs> technically isn't an average cap. <laughs> but we're going to change with the whole Salah captaincy permanent until he goes away to Afcon. And I've gone with his teammate. I think I actually think he's in consideration. Uh, Trent Alexander Arnold. Can't choose Trent. I can't. You can't choose Trent. <laughs> well, I look at everyone else, mate, and the only other option, and I don't even want to say the other option, would mate, be. Mate, there is so many players in the Premier League. Go on then, give me a mad cap and I'll take it. A mad cap? Yeah, right now, top of your head. Um, Under 10%. Who, who? I don't know who's playing who next week. Uh, Lucas Mora. Okay. Who are Spurs playing? Haven't they got an easy fixture? Burnley. Yeah, I was going to say Son, um, but he's... Son's, yeah, Son's... Burnley. Son's, so you'd, you'd Son's, Mavcap Lucas, Lucas Mora. Mora. Mate, he's, he's playing in an attacking role for Spurs. I think Spurs are going to start kind of getting getting into Conte's system a bit more. Um, he looks pretty nailed. I think Conte will like Lucas Mora. He works hard. Yeah. Uh, he fills a lot of roles. So... But mate, you go with Trent. That's fine. Okay. Uh, what? What's what, sorry? Go on. Give me your reasoning because I saw it written down, but I don't. I want. I want to hear it from your mouth. What is your reasoning? I just think he's he's got fifteen points last week, and I he's going to score loads and against no, Southampton. That wasn't that wasn't that wasn't your reasoning. <laughs> it was. <laughs> no, what was written down is your reasoning. <laughs> I'd, I'd literally put fifteen. High points. chance of a clean sheet. That is top analysis right there from, from Benny Book. <laughs> well, I mean... Benny, can I say your surname? <laughs> Brookie. <laughs> you want. Um, yeah, mate, that's the whole point that makes a, a defender attractive, though, because they get an assist yeah, and a yeah. goal and a clean sheet yeah. and a bonus. You're point. really sticking your neck out there with, the, Mav, with the Mav cap to choose a Liverpool defensive, uh, defender against the Southampton team yeah. who haven't actually scored too many this season. Well, I'm just being realistic for the listeners because we've got fucking Jorginho this week. So. <laughs> <laughs> At least that fits the bill of Maverick. <laughs> this is your show. <laughs> um, but I want you to think of is... something off the top of your head now, a different one. I would go... Have we got the fixtures? What what, have... I would go opponents. I quite like Podence. Podence, Danny Podence. Uh, so they're against Norwich. Yeah, so no, he's a good shout as a captain. Should we have a little mini bet, Podence versus Mora? I thought you were going to say Podence versus Trent. <laughs> <laughs> You'd bet with yourself. Podence yeah. versus Mora. A beer? We haven't had a beer yeah. in a while. Yeah, yeah. Una schooner. Yeah, a few beers. Okay, a few beers. A few sunset beers. You have to see, see me off back to uh, the UK. Um, just to finish, mate, thanks so much for coming on. Um, you're a huge Southampton fan, or what were we going to say? Huge? Are we uh, not anymore? Not after that horrendous result on the weekend. With I'm a very temperamental Southampton fan, I think. Quick two minute synopsis on what has gone on with Southampton at the moment in this season. Mm. Well, uh, it's a difficult one. Obviously, we lost our talisman, Danny Ings, um, to. Aston Villa over the summer. We brought in Adam Armstrong, who is absolutely rapid, but and I thought was going to be an un- unbelievable goal scorer with that first game where he puts it top bins. Um, 
cut simple said, oh, that was a great goal. Uh, but it hasn't really worked out that way. We've been pretty solid defensively, which is an absolute shock, losing Bertrand and Vestergaard. Uh, it's, it's just... We, I actually placed a bet at the start of the season to say we would get we'd finish last in the table. <laughs> <laughs> I was hedging my bets because uh, obviously if we did finish last, then I'd win a bit of money. But um, if we didn't finish last, uh, we definitely probably would have finished in the relegation zone, and I would have, which could still definitely happen. But um, which would have just I've, I would have just been devastated with. But. <laughs> uh, I think we've got some promising players and we've got a good spine of the team. I think uh, having James Ward-Prowse in the team and Romeo, we're always going to be pretty solid. Um, this Diallo who's just come into the team, who I thought was more of a defensive midfielder, he's playing a bit further forward and he's looked pretty good. Um, Salisu's come on. Salisu's a beast, yeah. He's, he's open to a few errors, but... Um, but he's, yeah, I mean, he's a physical beast. He's got all the talent. It's just whether he's, um, his mind is, whether his brain is up to like Premier, Premier League level. Premier League level, because he does fly in. But he might be one of those players who can make up for um, not being able to read the game too well, which is still, yeah, he's still unproven, but he's looking, he's looked pretty good. I think Tino, uh, Tino Livramento is just everyone's boy, isn't he? Every, every I can't believe he's English, and I love him even more. <laughs> he's amazing. Um, so he's just looked so good going forward. I think it's hard to judge because we've got we lost to Norwich at the weekend. I was, I was just I just could not believe that result. It's just absolutely awful. Um, and we've got Liverpool this week. It could start a downward spiral, and we could be in a relegation battle with Old Leeds United. I think this could be the best. Relegation battle we'll have what, between in a long Southampton time. and Leeds. No, no, no. <laughs> Just between the six or seven at the bottom. I think. When are we playing you second time? You've already beaten us, haven't you? Yeah, we've already beaten you. That was a good mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Cool. I don't know when we're playing you next, but if it's last game of the season, I would be. Who, who whoever wins stays out. That'd be fantastic. Be horrendous. Only if Saints won. Could be worse. You could be a Derby fan. Yeah. Oh, even though Tom Lawrence did score a good goal the other day, so that did was he? good. Yeah. <laughs> surely just going off topic here surely they've got no chance now well to quote my father who's a Derby County fan um, a glory hunter Derby County fan supported them started supporting them when he was about nine so when you pick the winning team and shock they were top of the pre- <laughs> division one at that point in time aged well yeah um, but to be fair with it, to be fair to him he stuck with them all the way through uh, but to quote him uh, yeah, so I think we've got a chance. Uh, we've just got to have a uh, top two championship uh, <laughs> form for the rest of the season. Considering if they hadn't had any of the points drops, they would be mid table. They would be mid table. I don't think that's very likely. So it's a shame. Uh, I think they might be going down. Which it's a shame. See a big club. Yeah, we've got a couple of good friends, but shame. Poor them. Right. You hate Thanks. to see it. You hate to see it. Thanks so much for coming on, Big Cam. No worries, mate. Cheers for having me on. I hope Georgina comes off. I hope my team do better than yours. That's what I care about. (laughs) (laughs) Right, cheers, Benny.